Hey everyone, this is Tom Singer. Before we get started with today's episode, I want to inform you about a special offer that I have to join a brand new group called My Sales Call. If you work for a small business or if you're a solopreneur, having some people to talk about ideas and best practices and to have a focus and accountability around sales is so important. It's so easy to get caught up in the busy work that we don't do what we need to do to drive the sales in our business. So I have started a weekly call where people can get together and share ideas around sales and then make a commitment to the group of what they're going to accomplish for the next week. It's just like if you work for a big company, your sales manager would have a weekly sales call. This is your sales call. Go to mysalescall.com to find out more and sign up today. Welcome to the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast with your host, Tom Singer. In each episode, we explore the interesting lives of business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, and others who have a healthy dose of the entrepreneurial spirit. It is time to explore something cool. Now, here is your host, Tom Singer. Hey, hey, and welcome to another episode of Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. Thank you so much for pulling your chair up to my virtual cool kids table. I've been hosting this show for, God, five and a half years, and I hope you have fun listening to the episodes because I'll be really honest with you. I have a great time talking to these really smart people from a variety of backgrounds, uh, just a plethora of industries about what they're doing in business that's cool and how they're sort of carving their own path in the world. And today I'm really excited because we're going across the pond. We are going to the UK, although she's calling in for this interview from San Diego, California. And as we were actually uh, prepping for this call offline, I told her, look, I try to do these interviews like it's just two people sitting in a bar having a gin and tonic, which is actually what we did last night in San Diego because we were both at the New Media Summit. Uh, I flew home on the midnight flight back to Texas. She is returning later today to the UK, but she had a little free time. And when you're in San Diego, what would you want to do more than sit in your hotel room and jump on a virtual call to be interviewed? Uh, Susan, you could actually be at the beach right now, but you're here sharing with the audience of cool things entrepreneurs do. And I think that is awesome. So Susan Kennard, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Tom. And actually, I thought coming to California, I was going to get some sun. But unfortunately, I sit here in my hotel room, look outside. And what do I see? Rain. Oh, it's and just, I thought that's all we had in the UK. I say, it's, so. just like, it's just like the UK. That's the, yeah, I know. I'm like home from home. I, I, would, <laughs> totally. com- I would compare the weather of London and San Diego. Never. So that's interesting. I know. <laughs> Apparently, I got the worst week of weather in San Diego. Yeah, like in anyway. San, yeah we were, I was there for three days and it rained two of the three days. And I thought, wow, I don't think it rains two days all year long. So. Um, so here's so here's the interesting thing. This is going to be a fun conversation because Susan started her career, kind of launched her entire life going forward by uh, working as a psychologist. She actually worked on the trauma side of like child protective services. So, I mean, that's a pretty heavy career. She did that for like 15 years and she sort of had some sort of what we might call a spiritual awakening. I wanted to share that with us a little bit. And she hid from it. She continued to have this really prestigious job working as a psychologist in this area. And then eventually she sort of decided to let people know about the spiritual side. And now her whole business has changed. Now what she does is very different. I love it. She calls herself a spiritual scientist, which uh, I want to learn more about. So, Susan, why don't you give us that, that backstory of what you used to do and then take us to what you do today for business? 
Sure. I mean, I grew up in a tiny little village uh, in Sussex and uh, where nobody really did very much. You know, they had kind of like nine to five jobs and they sat in the country. But I always had this knowing and this drive that I wanted to make a difference in the world. So what I decided to do was uh, train as a psychologist. You know, this is fast tracking, but, you know, I trained as a, a psychologist. I ended up doing my degree in psychology and my postgraduate in psychotherapy and uh, I started working in child protection. So uh, that's in central London. So I worked for Westminster Local Authority. And I realized that, you know, it was really like part of a calling for me, but I was such an evidence girl. So I, I had, I researched, I did research from the time I can possibly remember. And I always wanted evidence for stuff. And uh, I loved my job. It was absolutely brilliant. But I had this spiritual awakening one day. And what it was, was I didn't realize at the time it was going to be an awakening, but it led me to understand that we are so much more than this mind and this physical body. So I was lying in my bed. Uh, I was about 26, 27, and that's around the time of the Saturn return. So if anybody knows about astrology and they're listening to it, they'll know that at that time in your life, quite often there's a pivotal thing that happens and you can either choose to totally ignore it um, and not have a very good life, <laughs> or you can choose to really embrace it. So what happened? I'm lying in my bed. So imagine this, set the scene. It's the middle of the night. And I have this sense that there's somebody in the room with me. Now, of course, I'm a woman. I was living on my own in this flat in London, based on flat, actually, even scarier. And uh, I have this sense that someone's in the room. But I was in that sleep state that it was almost like a dream, but it wasn't a dream. And then I had this sense I couldn't move. So that was even scarier. So I couldn't move, and I sensed someone was in the room. And I also sensed a dog as well, which is kind of weird as well. And then I felt somebody um, almost like touching my shoulder, but it was in a way that it didn't feel like it was threatening, you know, or anything like that. It just felt like there was somebody there and they were kind of trying to wake me up. Anyway, so I had this experience and then I kept talking to my friends about it. So that just went and I kept talking to my friends. They were like, for goodness sake, you know, you're not sleeping. You've got the light on, you've got the radio on, um, some sort of timer so that you're not on your own you've got to do something about this. You've got to find out what that was. So a friend of mine uh, bought me a medium tarot card session, right? And, and I've never and had as, one in my life. And as a scientist researcher, that's immediately oh where you would have gone. Like, yeah, like absolutely. So this, this is why, you know, what I do now, just like, anyway, I'll explain later. But so essentially, um, she, she sat down with me. She knew nothing about me. She sat down with me and she started to tell me all about this guy called Martin. And this guy called Martin was actually a friend of mine, but I had actually been boyfriend and girlfriend with him. Like we'd been together and we traveled the world and we'd been together for, for a couple of years. And I'd had a call from his um, girlfriend at the time to say that he'd taken his life. So this was months previous. Right. And so, um, you know, she said, she told me all this stuff about Martin. And I'm like, how do you know this stuff? And she said, well, he's here with me. And so, of course, then, you know, the, the floodgates opened. I was like, oh, my God, you know, no one. Some of the stuff she told me, no one would have known. So then that was that moment. And then she held my hands at the end of it. And she said, and by the way, 
this is your path too. And I went, you must be joking. I'm never going to do that. Like I'm a scientist, I'm a psychologist and that totally does not interest me. Right. So then time goes on like a few months and uh, I start to have this feeling that I want to know a bit more about it. And that's when we know that there's an ignition within your soul. And it's almost like that pivotal moment, even though you didn't know it, actually was a doorway to understanding a bit more about who you were. So I was working in child protection still, and I started to realize I was getting quite stressed. So I chose to do transcendental meditations. So what that is, is called TM for short. And it was many years ago. I mean, we're talking like, you know, a very long time ago. And it was the Marishi Yogi Center in Baker Street in London. And I didn't really have loads of money, you know, and I thought, well, I'll go and do this because I felt like it was a really important thing to do. But I didn't know that in that moment it was going to completely open up my channels to my pure channel to source, my understanding about who we were, and then led me on this journey. So anyway, the doors opened. I started knowing stuff. I freaked out my boss at work because I'd hold a case in front of me and I'd be like, oh, yeah. Uh, that's what we need to do with this baby and this happened and this happened. He's like, how do you know without even opening the case? And I said, well, I just feel it, you know, and at that time I didn't know. So then that led me on a journey of researching because that's who I am, researching what is this all about? Because it was just totally out of what wasn't on my cards. Yeah. Wasn't what I was thinking about. And I researched it. I read millions of books. <laughs> I still have some of them. And I started to realize that there was a little bit of a science behind this because what people were doing were giving evidence to people about loved ones, about situations, and the person could never have known. Okay. So then I decided, oh, well, I'm going to give this a go myself. So I went to the College of Psychic Studies, um, mainly just to kind of prove it that it wasn't true. You know, I was kind of that person. I just wanted to prove surely people can't do that. You know, maybe maybe it was just a fluke at that time. And I sat there and I kind of resisted it for a long time. And then my tutor said to me, and what do you see? And I said, well, I don't really see anything. And she said, no, what do you see? And I started to see this video screen in front of me of something to do with the person I was talking to in that group. And it was all about where she'd lived as a child. Her grandfather came in, gave all this information. And I was completely blown away because for me as a scientist, I think if I hadn't been given clairvoyant vision, which is clear seeing, I never, ever would have gone down that road. So fast track a bit. I stopped doing it. I resisted it for quite a long time. Went back to child protection, knowing what I knew. And people said, oh, would you just give me a reading? Would you just give me this little kind of thing? It's fun. And I said, yeah, why not? And then people started paying me to do it because they said, that's just so cool. And then I started getting invited to speak on the platforms in London. So I led a double life of being a psychologist, doing evidence of child protection and trauma and drugs and alcohol and addiction. And then on the other side, I was standing unbeknownst to me from the start of my speaking career publicly, um, I was standing on the platforms in London giving evidence of survival. So I had this double life running. Um, and then time went on, time went on, and um, I found myself uh, in 
a relationship where I had two babies. And this is a big fast track, right? <laughs> and I realized that uh, this is my next spiritual awakening where I was sitting on uh, my bed. I had two babies, a very little baby and a slightly older baby. And I was in an emotionally abusive relationship. And it was a really, really tough one. It was something where it was under the guise of he's unwell, so inverted commas, he's unwell. So I kept making excuses for him. And any women or anyone listening uh, to this podcast that is in a relationship like that, just get out, basically. Don't stay in it. And I stayed in it for, for about four years. And it wasn't a physical abusive relationship. It was an emotionally, you know, downtrodden relationship. So I found myself in another spiritual awakening where, and this really catapulted what I do in the world. And I sat there, I knew that I had to change this, that I couldn't bring up my babies with this man in my life. And it was a tough decision, but I made it and I did it. And I had these two babies. I had no idea how I was going to pay the mortgage, no idea how I was going to get through it. But actually, it was the absolute best thing that I could have done. Because you know how it is when you have to get to rock bottom. And this was about 10 years ago. You have to get to rock bottom to actually rise up. And it really was about the soul's calling. And I knew then with my intuition, with my connection to source and my guides, I knew that there was something inside of me that had to go it on my own. And and so, and I and obviously I was very lucky because I had that intuition. So I knew I had the support and guidance. But I literally had to give up my job in child protection. I had no idea how I was going to support, but I had to give it up. And the rest is history because I started then on a new journey of energy medicine. I started to understand the law of attraction. I started to take responsibility for what I'd attracted. And that over the years has led me to um, 30 years of being a therapist, really, led me to now work with people in helping them to take responsibility for what they've attracted into their world, clear it up, clear up the energy field. This is the science, you know, what's going on in your cells, what's going on in your vibration, what's going on in the mirror that you attract in your relationships, in your money in your success, in the home that you live in, your opportunities. If you don't like the outside world, you've got to look at the inside world because that's your key to really success. Success in your own self-love, success in money, but also success in your mission. And, and that is really the key for me. What I do is help people. My mission is to get you on your mission. And the way we do that is by incorporating that science and the spiritual. So so let's transition to the business side of this, because you mm. go from having a job in child protective services roles mm -hmm. and then you quit that and go into this world where you're an energy healer. And I love the term spiritual scientist. Mm. But how does one create a business around that? I think that's what the listeners of the show want to know Goodness. is, yeah, is what, what led you to the entrepreneurial piece of this type of work yeah i mean you know how it is now is amazing and i'll talk about that in a minute but the stepping stones was really about following 100 what i knew was my calling and it's and what i would say is that if you know 100 that when you get up in the morning you feel lit up with what you do 
and you're kind of not working, <laughs> you know, you're just having fun with what you do, then you know you're on your mission. And what happened from that was it very quickly transformed into a business. You know, I started retraining and that was the early days, but it transformed into a business because I was on my path. You know, I stepped fully into my path and two babies, let's face it, to look after, but I stepped fully into my path. And at the start, I worked all the hours God sent, right? But it was a drive and there's nothing better than two babies to look after financially to drive you to a place of creating success. And that continues to drive me. So now as an entrepreneur with um, a podcast, The Spiritual Awakener, and my book, which was written in the space of about 15 hours, it was channeled to me. Um, that'll be coming out this year in, in 2020. All of this stuff is really because I listen fully to what is my drive. I clear up my energy field. I transform what my outside world is to what I want to be seeing every day when I wake up. I attract amazing people like you, Tom, into my life, amazing opportunities. And it is really down to taking responsibility for yourself. You can't blame someone else for getting yourself in a situation. You got yourself in that situation. And as a woman in business, what I strive to do is to help other people, not just women, but to find the divine feminine part of you, which is the receiving and the worthiness of receiving and the divine masculine, which is the drive and the getting out there in business. So we incorporate both. And the way we do that is by really homing in on what part of you is not receiving your worth and what part of you is not actioning what your drive is and your true mission. And it's just such a cool thing to do with people. So it's interesting because I believe we met, was it six months ago? Were you at the New Media Summit yeah, last year? September, yeah. In September. And I, you know, I remember you pitching about being on a podcast and I was like, yeah, no. Because this was not an area that was anything that I was going to put on put on my show. It was a little woo woo. Yeah. It was a little woo woo for me. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> but, but we had sort of kept on touch in line. I had seen you around, and then you re reappeared at this event again. And mm -hmm. I have had—I hate to call it a spiritual awakening because that's not fair to people who've had spiritual awakenings. But around October or November, I accidentally sort of stumbled on the fact that I was holding on to some issues, some things that were maybe said about me or some things that were done uh, more than a decade ago. And yeah. uh, I read a, a book, well, it's now a book, it was an article a couple of years ago by a woman um, who uh, was on the show just a few episodes ago called Perfectly Hidden Depression. And yeah. a lot of it was how people take incidents and they stuff them away in a box and they're so good at hiding their feelings from everybody, they even fool themselves. And all of a sudden when I stumbled upon some of this stuff, I was like, oh, and I used what I had learned from her and her book was coming out and I, and I read her book and uh, all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait a minute, that's me to some level. And as soon as I knew that, it was like I, it was like I was in a cave and someone had opened the door just a little and I was like, oh, there's light out there. And so since that time, I've been kind of coming out into the light. And the only way I can describe it is the world is brighter now. Uh, I don't know what that means, but I've decided that don't be so uh, opposed to uh, spiritual scientists and others who have had these exactly. types of awakenings. So when I met you again, I thought, oh, I'm totally having you on the show because you have turned this into a successful business. You have a successful mm -hmm. show. You've got a book coming out. So now that you've, you know, you're 10 years into this, I guess, uh, mm -hmm. how old are your children now? 
12 and nearly 11. There you go. See, so so you've been doing this for a decade. The kids have grown up. Uh, mm. They're not easier, but they're not babies anymore. <laughs> right. So, so what, do you, what do you love about the life of entrepreneurship versus had you just kept this part of your life hidden over on the side mm. and continued to work in social services? What's better now? It was, it was literally like coming out of the closet, which is just, I love that expression because it was coming out of the closet to be free. And you know how um, people that come out of the closet, and it's definitely an English uh, expression, um, when, you, when you say, you know, that I'm gay, I'm this, I'm, I'm who I am in the world, I am who I am. It is massively transformational for them. And I think the same for me, because I had a practice in London, it was prestigious, it was the Harley Street, you know, road, you know, people who are really prestigious. I had that, I had another practice. I was being interviewed on national TV, on breakfast TV and all the sky shows. People wait, 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 wait. In England, they call morning TV breakfast TV. Yeah. So like the Today Show, TV. the Today Show would be called breakfast TV. Yeah, breakfast that's, TV. That's way and cooler than morning so talk cool. shows. That's a way so cooler, cool. that's a way cooler expression than morning talk shows. I know. And, uh, you know, and then I was on a documentary. I was in a BBC Two documentary. Um, I was the first person that was in somebody's lounge at nine o'clock at night talking about energy work. And it just was unheard of, you know. So then that just steamrolled into, can we have you on our show? Can we interview you in the newspapers? I was known as the kind of psychic therapist, right? And so everyone wanted a bit of it. And and so the freedom that came from that, to answer your question, the freedom that came from that is what I really want for everybody. You know, I got on a plane, I had the ability to get on a plane, travel over to San Diego twice in six months. I stood on the international stage, which I love, you know, and, and the next thing is going to be a TEDx. And I, I just feel like when you have that freedom, of course, financial freedom really helps. But when you have that freedom within your soul, and as she was saying about the light that came on in you, it is really about awakening that light within. That's the name of my book. But awakening the light within actually is our key to success. You know, we can strategize, we can, you know, read all the books we want. But if we're not awakened with the light within, then we're never, ever going to be successful because there's always going to be something that we go, oh, I'm not sh quite sure it doesn't float my boat, you know? So I think there's a lot of people in entrepreneurship because I've been pretty open with people about like in November discovering I had, a, I, I, I don't know who invented this term, but I like it, head trash uh, that I just had you know, things in my head. I was, I was telling, yeah. I didn't know all the answers. So I was filling in the blanks of the story. And yeah. once I realized, stop doing that, like I said, it was like I was in a cave and, and I walked out into, into brightness. I've been, yeah. I, I haven't hidden that. I've told people about it. And there's a lot of people who like, look at me mm -hmm. like I'm nuts, but there's a lot of people in the entrepreneurial community who are like, Oh, I totally get you. So yeah. my, my question for you is if someone is in sort of that business world, maybe they have, you know, they're the yeah. CEO of a company or, you know, they work, they work as a lawyer. Yeah. And, and they have this spiritual side inside of them and they're they're locking the door on it. What advice do you have for people to be able to live in both worlds? 
I'd be like, you know what? You always knew you were a soul having a human experience. And I work with doctors. I work with lawyers. I work with business owners. You know, they don't necessarily always tell people that they're working with me, especially not doctors. Um, But as a neuropsychologist working with disease and the brain relays and the science of, you know, why we have disease in our body and depression, et cetera, they come to me for that. So basically, my advice would be you just always knew right and you always knew that there was so much more to you than this physical jacket that you wear every day and that this mind that you know tells you what to do quite often come into your heart if you just drop down into your heart your heart actually has all the answers you know your soul already knows you know the veterans I worked with I worked with veterans for years and um, I stumbled upon that work and when you have a guy sitting in front of you in your practice, there's a big guy, a bit like Jocko we saw this yeah. week, um, <laughs> amazing guy, um, and they sit there and, they, and they're crying and they say, I knew I was not meant to die that day. I knew. That was their awakening. That was their moment in their soul that they're like, oh, my God, there's so much more to me than being a soldier on the field or, you know, wherever, wherever they might work. And then they end up doing things like setting up charities, helping their fellow veterans, you know, setting up radio shows, which I've been on, you know, and I'm still in contact with some of those veterans. And I would just say that whatever your walk of life, you know, whether whether you are a lawyer, a doctor, you know, a serial entrepreneur, whatever you might be, there is a part of you that knows so much more than you ever thought you knew. And you have all the answers within you. So I've got a lot more questions for you. But first, I have to thank the sponsor of this episode. So this episode is brought to you by Podfly Productions. Podfly takes the time and the headache out of creating your own podcast. Podfly sets you up with the right equipment, the training, and the guidance to ensure that you're going to sound amazing. They do all the heavy lifting and the technical work so that you can focus on creating great content, growing your audience, and interviewing really po- cool people like Susan Kennard. Hey, if you want to start a podcast, and I know that a lot of you do, jump over to podfly.net slash cool things and check out the offer that they have for the listeners of this show. So Susan, I call this show Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do. What is the coolest thing you're doing with your business right now? Oh, wow. I'm doing so many cool things. So obviously my podcast, The Spiritual Awakener, where I interview people of their awakening stories and how they serve the collective, meaning how they serve others in the world. That's so cool. I'm really excited about that. The book got channeled within six months. That's really cool. So I'm, it's in an editing process with the um, proposal to Hay House. So the Hay House platform will be amazing because speaking is my absolute love and joy um i am doing a really big event in the uk uh where i get to hold the space for a whole afternoon with the federation of national healers i was invited to hold the space and do group healing with the whole audience um some really cool things that i do uh that some of your listeners might never have heard of is i channel light language from the galactic realms which you know i won't give you a dem now but you might hear it on my podcast at some point but essentially channeling light codes light language and using sound healing to go right down deep into the cellular vibration to just heal it 
So, you know, instead of trawling it all out with our childhood traumas and stuff, we don't do that as much these days. Um, the other things that I'm doing are I'm looking at a TEDx. So um, really just to get visibility and to reach a wider audience. So I'm always doing something cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just live it as the next exciting thing that I want to do. And my intention, you know, when I work with success with people, my um, intention with them is always look at why you want to do that. Like how are you serving the collective with unconditional love? But not in a kind of, fluffy, you know, kind of I'm sitting on a cloud um, woo-woo thing, but as a really direct kind of this is my intention, this is what I want, this is what I'm manifesting, but not from a place of greed, not from a place of fear, I've got to do that, but from a place of complete alignment with your mission. So, yeah, exciting stuff happening. That, that That's awesome. So when you work with people, do you just work with people in the London area or do you work with people via Skype and all over the world? I got Tom right. I work literally name a country and I've worked in it. And basically I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to name a country. One. I'm going to name a country, Bolivia. Oh, Bolivia. Ah, I gotcha. No, I gotcha. did actually, I did actually have someone from Bolivia, Damn. but literally, I mean, it's, you know, I sit on my computer like I am with you now. We're having this conversation and in one day I can be in Australia, Belgium, UK, of course, um, America, a lot of my clients are American from all different uh, time zones. And, you know, really distance is like no barrier because it's just energy. So when I'm working with someone, I like to see them, but I don't have to. Um, I can do it all remotely as well if you need me to, because I'm literally tuned right in to my guides, my team, I call them, the team upstairs. And uh, I, I kind of channel in and I can see into the body and I can see what's going on. So I can tell exactly what that person needs to heal in that moment. And yeah, I'm getting some guidance here. And the guidance is to say that healing can take place instantly. Like we, the old days was, as a psychotherapist, we used to trawl through oh, that was really awful and my father did that to me and, you know, that was really awful. But sometimes we just don't know where it came from. You know, our, the epigenetics that we bring in from, you know, ancestors and mothers, mothers, mothers and the um, past life stuff and the Akashic records where we have all those lifetimes held, we're not going to know all of that stuff. That's just held as a vibrational mirror, you know, so why do we need to trawl through it? We just need to go in and say, right, what's happening in my life? Let's shift it. And I'll, I'll tell you what's going on in your life. I can be told. Yeah. And I'll just tell you and we'll just clear it. You know what I should have done is we should have planned that that's what you were going to do with me on this podcast. We're sitting on Zoom. We were together yeah. yesterday. I should have mm -hmm. said, let's take part of the podcast and, and you tell me what you know about me. Can you do it that quickly? Can, I can you do it on the yeah, fly? Yeah, so as, as I let's, tune into who, you right who now. Who cares how uh, long this podcast goes? Let's yeah, just yeah, no, go. Uh, yeah, so, um, so if someone, so for example, a scenario might be that someone will come to me, and I'll just give you a little back of it. Um, someone might come to me and they'll say, look, I just don't know why every time I speak to someone, I have like my voice closes or um, I feel really afraid or I just don't know why my heart, how, you know, I get this heart palpitation every time I'm around 
someone with that kind of um, energy. I feel really threatened by them. So then what I would do, so for you, like as, I, as I'm tuning into you, um, let me just get my team in one sec. So the first thing I see with you, um, and I'm going to like, you know, talk about your life here, but energetically what I can see is in your throat energy. And as I look in your throat energy, I see like this, this like complete um, abundance of light coming in there and it's got the rainbow colors. So what I'm seeing there is that you have this, well, obviously you're a communicator and a speaker, but I see the huge more potential with this. And what I'm being told for you is, really share your story of the parts of you that you haven't always told people. This is what I'm, I'm hearing from my guide. So every part of you be really authentic and almost take your jacket off and show that part of you that um, you, and by doing that, yeah, thank you. By doing that, you're healing yourself at the same time. So this is what they're telling me. Um, Yep, and I see like, so there's some energy, um, we call it the sacral. So you've got your solar plexus and then you've got your sacral energy. And as I connect with the sacral energy, I feel like um, some more divine feminine, uh, not just your wife, but I mean, some more divine feminine coming from you would be really amazing. And then that will balance itself out a little bit. So I'm also being shown in the body here with you and I'm looking at your digestive system. So because I'm a neuropsychologist, I you know, I trained in, you know, the whole body, the science of the body. So my guides will show me an imprint of a particular organ. Um, and so I'm looking at, um, you know, the digestive system, the colon, etc. And I'm seeing that, you know, you hold your stress there. Does that make sense to you? Okay. Sometimes do you sometimes feel like, you know, that's where you might hold your stress? Have you not ever thought about I've it? Never thought no. about it. Never thought about it. Okay. All right. The well, first thing that, that comes to mind is, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I hold my shit there. <laughs> that's really funny. Um, so I'm seeing that there and I'm just seeing that's where that's held. And I feel like if you can bring in, we often hold little bits of kind of old resentment and anger um, in our colon. And this is the brainstem part of our brain. So this is about survival. So this is where I'm being drawn with you. Okay, so bringing in that part of you, that divine feminine part of you more and really standing out and saying, you know, this is the raw person of who I am. I think that's going to be really amazing for you. And then I see like, like big kind of like fireworks with you. But if you were to come with to me and say, look, I had this trauma in my childhood, you know, like with the veterans and, and whatever, then I have particular processes that I use where we go in and we actually just for a moment see that scene and then we just literally clear it i have particular ways that i do that um what's coming to me as well is that you know i run so many different programs but the one that's coming up soon in april is the body soul the universe and <clears throat> this is where i teach the science of what's happening in your body in all the different areas but also we heal it at a cellular level so a vibrational level so that's really cool as well and I feel drawn to do that. You know, I feel really drawn to help people because people don't know that what's in their body is actually a message and a barometer for are they in alignment with unconditional love or in alignment with their soul's, you know, mission. Just have a bit of coffee. <laughs> mm. Hotel coffee is not that great, to be honest, <laughs> uh, but it's the best we can do. Um, <clears throat> and uh, so, yeah, so I just tune in, I scan in. 
Uh, people are going to have mission readings. So this is where uh, the council, the guides come in and, and tell you exactly what you're meant to do in the world. Um, and that's really helpful sometimes for people if they're a bit lost. And then that leads to doing the clearing work later on, like really looking at what's stopping them in their life. And a lot to do with the finances as well. So I find that if people have not got an open heart, you know, their heart chakra isn't open, then they're not able to attract money into their life and they're not able to receive that abundance. And that goes along with confidence, you know, feeling safe in the world massively. The guides are showing me something here and and it's birth trauma. So quite often with birth trauma, you know, we've come into the world and we've like, oh my God, what the hell am I doing in this world again, you know? And they might have been pulled out the sunroof like my daughter was, you know, like instead of they were like zipped open and out the sunroof (laughs) rather than actually coming out the normal way. Um, These kind of things happen. And then they are a little bit fearful in life and they don't take those uh, leaps of faith and jumps into uh, careers and success because it's not, a safe place to be. So I do a lot of work with that as well, a lot of uh, clearing trauma from early, early experiences. Oh my God, I could speak to you for hours. What else do you want to know? <laughs> so, so as we look at the world of entrepreneurs, I want to look at the world of maybe spiritual entrepreneurs. Who do you admire out there where you say she or he, they're doing the cool stuff? Well, of course, Oprah Winfrey, right? You know, she talks about her um, spiritual experiences. She talks about her, the abuse she had as a child and what she went through in her marriage and so on. And then she stood out and she said she's been that, you know, authority in the world, but she's done it from a place of heart, you know, and and with my stories, you know, I just want to do it from a place of heart. I want to say, you know, I was in an abusive relationship. I was, you know, I had this spiritual awakening. I put up with a lot of stuff. And I just would like to kind of share that with people and say, look, you do not have to play small. You don't have to be the little woman. You don't have to hide behind someone else's success. I always thought I was going to be successful behind this guy that I was with, right? And it wasn't until I stepped out of that relationship that I realized that I owned my own power, which is incredible. You know, and if I'd have stayed in that relationship, then I wouldn't have owned my own power. So, you know, it all happens for a reason. But I would say that Oprah is really amazing. Um, there's another lady called Colette Baron reed who people might have heard of her or not. But she was one of the women that I really admired because she was actually gang raped um, uh, when she was in her 20s. I think she was in a trailer and she actually had nothing. And you can see her now where she's in Intuitive Channel. She stands on the stage, she shares her story, and she helps others really heal from their experiences. Now, I didn't have a near-death experience. I didn't get shot in a cupboard. I wasn't abused as a child. But I had several experiences, like 9-11 and 7-7, which people will relate to on here, 9-11, I was flying back through America. Only I didn't fly back through America then. I flew a week before because I changed my ticket. 7-7, I was supposed to be in Edgware Road, which is where the practice was where I was doing child protection. But I didn't travel in that day because the night before, I had a teenager having a baby in Paddington Hospital. So I didn't actually get on that tube and come in at that time. And so when you look at these things that happen, they are like near-death experiences that wake you up and you're like, oh my God, I could have been there. 
Yeah, I could have been there, but I wasn't meant to be there. And so I would say that whatever awakening uh, experience somebody had, like Colette, like Oprah, you know, like yourself, and obviously you're going to come on my show and talk about your spiritual awakening, which I can't wait uh, to do. But whatever it might be, whether it feels small at the time, it's probably not. And it will open the doors for you. So, yeah, I admire so many people, but these were the two that, that, that came to my mind. And I admire you, Tom, as well. Well, thank you. Hey, if somebody is listening to this show and they're like, I have to know more about Susan, I'm interested in this whole concept of a spiritual scientist. Maybe they themselves are a researcher and they're like, I'm running from this, but I, f- I feel it. How do they find you? SusanKennard.co.uk. So that's um, Susan and then K-E double n-a-r-d dot co dot uk and of course over social media at the same name nice nice any last uh, words of advice for the listeners of cool things entrepreneurs do yeah take a moment each day even if it's one moment when you're in the bathroom or cleaning your teeth and just come into your heart and just know that that soul that you have within you knows so much more than you ever did and just listen to that part of you just for that one moment every day. Well, Susan, thank you for being on the show. And I'm glad that our paths crossed a couple of times at the New Media Summit. Me and I look forward to keeping in touch. I appreciate our new friendship. Uh, and thank you to everybody who tuned in to listen, because I say it every time. If it wasn't for the audience, why would we have a show? Uh, I have been fortunate. I know one thing is true, and that is success leaves clues. And now, you know, somewhere in the 550 range of episodes, uh, I've had the the ability to talk to some very successful people who have taken very different paths. I think today might be a little bit of a different path compared to our regular uh, guest, but I loved hearing Susan's story. And I know that for some of you, it's going to be very inspiring and, and probably you'll relate to it very well. So if you like the show, be sure to go and leave a review, tell your friends. Most people say they find this show because a friend told them about it. So uh, please uh, do me a favor, go tell somebody before the day is over that they should be listening to cool things entrepreneurs do. We're gonna be back in a couple of days with another interview with somebody just as cool as Susan. I know you're thinking, how is that possible? But we always find somebody just as cool. Uh, But in the meantime, Embrace your entrepreneurial journey. Make sure your ladder's against the right wall. Go out and try some new things. And while you're at it, have a great day. Thank you for being part of the Cool Things Entrepreneurs Do podcast. Without your participation and listening to these conversations, there is no show. Connect with Tom at TomSinger.com and follow him on Twitter at, at TomSinger. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.